Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests on the Goodyear Hotline off the weirdest NFL Sunday I can ever remember. We are wall to wall. The guys are here. The hashtag crew is assembled and the DAC jersey is being dry cleaned. It's a Monday. Let's do this. Here we go. Only one place to start. Ah, the place to start is with the guys who are nice enough to hang around after doing Get Up With Me this morning. Ryan Clark and Rex Ryan are here in studio with the Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. And I don't really know a better way to start it than RC saying, what happened yesterday? It's one thing for like one good team to play badly, but it feels like almost every yeah. good team played badly. The, the world was upside down yesterday. And this is what happens sometimes when you start getting these buys, though, and some of these teams aren't playing, but mm. you think about the Buffalo Bills losing to the Jacksonville Jaguars mm. or the way the Los Angeles Rams played against Tennessee at home, and you start the Dallas Cowboys against the Denver Broncos. It was just one of those weird days where you enjoy parody, but we don't really want it, right? We want to see our good teams play well. We want to see some sort of push toward the playoffs, and yesterday we didn't get that. The Cowboys really laid an egg yesterday on both sides of the ball. They bring Dak back. He doesn't look good. And then he stays in the game until the very end, down 30 to nothing with six minutes left. He's still on the field with a calf. And the defense was a disaster. So, Rex, let's start with them. Your thoughts on Dallas? Yeah, I mean, Dallas better, better understand that people are going to try to bully him. And you better be able to adjust your defense because they, they love keeping those fast guys out there, mm. the extra defensive backs on the field. But when a team's playing against you with two tight ends, You've got a match with heavier personnel. You need another linebacker on the field. They let Jalen Smith go. They could have used him in this game because, quite honestly, you got the, the ball run down their throat to the tune of 190 yards. So this defense, you know, they've been a playmaking uh, unit. Yeah. They, they, they create turnovers. They do all that. But they have to play with a lead. And when, when they don't yeah. play, they got to play from behind. And people bully them. They're not ready Rex, for it. They're not made, built for it. You made that point earlier. This kind of reminds me of what the Indianapolis Colts defenses used to be built to do. Right? They, they were built to play with the lead because you had Marvin Harrison. You had Reggie Wayne, Edron yep. James, Peyton Manning, obviously. Eventually, Joseph Adai. And you would get up on teams. And now Dwight Freeney in that, that deep cover, too. They could rush the quarterback, make everything be thrown in front of them, and then play football. Well, when a team is bludgeoning you, when your offense isn't scoring points, then it puts you in a bad position. And that's what we saw yesterday, that the Denver Broncos had no fear of the Dallas Cowboys offense from a physicality standpoint. And the fact that they were making plays defensively, too, made this game almost an impossibility for the Cowboys. And Rex mentioned it on Get Up that he believes this is a blueprint. And so if more teams start to do this, what adjustment will Dan Quinn make? Because that defense, at least playing better in spots, is one reason why this team has been successful. And then, Rex, I want to make this straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. You were the only one this morning who was as upset as I was yesterday that they left Dak on the field. Again, this is a guy who there was a moment in time last week when we were wondering, should he play at all with the calf? Now, obviously, the calf was fine, and he didn't blame it afterwards, and I don't know that that was a factor in their struggle. But down 30 to nothing with six minutes left in the game, Mike McCarthy said he wanted to get some work on their two-minute offense. Yeah. I, I was very taken aback by that. No, I was too. It was ridiculous. And, and look, it's different if he was completely healthy or whatever. Look, I'm not buying any, any of this two-minute stuff. This isn't, this isn't training camp, for goodness sakes. You work it at least twice a, uh, a week 
in uh, you know uh, during the week mm-hmm. on, on your two minutes. So it, his his comments made zero sense. The fact that this man is coming in there off an injury and you have him playing in that situation, and and you and I talked about it running for a two point conversion. What the hell for? Right. So to me, that was absolutely stupid, a no brainer deal. And I've made mistakes in the past. But I never put an injured guy on a field in that right. kind of situation. Straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise. RC, I, the other thing, forgive me, and, and more to the point, correct me if I'm wrong. Can you practice a two-minute drill against a team that is beating you by 30 points? Because they're not going to be playing defense <laughs> yeah, no, the way they would play it, yeah, defense. Yeah, it's, it's 100% uh, a different type of defense. Right. And I, I wasn't necessarily into the two-minute drill thing as I was into letting Dak see some good happen. Right, you know, like a lot of times when when shooters aren't making shots and they find a way to get to the free throw line. I wanted to see Dak have some success after really not playing football for three weeks. Did I think he needed to be in there until the the clock got to zero? Absolutely not. You get the first down, he makes some good passes. You take him out and protect him. But I believe Dak Prescott wanted to be out there. He wanted to get that feel. And when you look at Mike McCarthy, here's the reason you question. His decisions there is because he's made questionable decisions Mm -hmm. throughout his tenure with the Dallas Cowboys. But Dak is healthy. He's still playing. Rex, we don't have to fire Mike McCarthy yet. yet. We're going to just keep moving, moving. No, that's going to happen at the end of the year. But to me, this is (laughs) the 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 trust factor. I don't have the trust. Yeah. And to me, if you don't want to get shut out, like if you're putting Dak out there, you don't want to get shut out. How about you take the field goal early in the game? Early in the game to go up. Where where now you're up. Instead, you go for it on fourth and two. Filed, put that in the analytics loss column again, and and we'll see what happens. A tweet we discussed uh, about putting up Greeny because I had to choose one short tweet. Yeah. was when I said folks just ain't punting anymore. Right, and you start looking at how often we now or people in the league now go for it on fourth down. It's it's, analytics, it's, right? It's become the the the, the analytics very. Uh, it's the in thing right now, right? Oh, it's yeah. the cliche thing right now. Get but a lot of these teams too. are putting their defenses in extremely difficult situations by feeling like you have to go for it every time. Or if it's fourth and one and the punt might not be the great net yard punt. No, sometimes punting the ball is the right decision because you give your defense a time to flip the field. Speaking of punting, and I, I want to make sure we get to some other games, I don't even know if I shouldn't admit this. I did not know the rule on that punt play yeah. that turned that whole game. Yeah. The Cowboys, for anyone who didn't see this game, the Cowboys are losing, but it's still a game. They need a play desperately, and they block a punt deep in Denver territory, but the ball goes over the line of scrimmage, and they touch it, so it becomes a live ball, yeah. and Denver gets they t- it. They tell you yeah, we, we, go, we were watching it, and, and, I, and uh, I remember telling RC, too, I'm like, no, no, no. That's let it be. Yep. Everybody thinks of that just as a field goal. No, no, no. It's any time you kick it. So it, whether it's a field goal or a punt, why do we say let it be? Yeah. Uh, all right. There was a player named Leon Lett yes. yep. who ended up trying to go field yep. a, a, a block field goal. Field in, goal case, right. in, in the snow. Yep. And then he touches it. Miami recovers go, uh, and wins the game because of it. So – that's why we always say, let it be. Right. Well, it's the, no different in, in a punt situation. Mm-hmm. With the ball crosses the line of scrimmage, it's a lot. If you touch it, it's a live ball. ball. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Insurance, proud to support veterans with its annual Keys to Progress vehicle giveaway program, now celebrating nine years of donating vehicles, helping veterans in need. Learn more at keystoprogress.com. Let me get to a few other games. The, the, the Odell Beckham thing was obviously a huge part of yeah. the story last week. And Ryan Clark... 
the fact that Baker Mayfield went out and played well. We can debate just how well, but yeah. in our he played well. He played well, played well, and the Browns played really well, yep. and they win a big game. What did that say to you? It said that no longer having Odell Beckham Jr. on this team is the correct decision. It wasn't just about choosing Baker Mayfield over, I mean, over Odell Beckham Jr. Mm-hmm. It was about choosing the wellness of this team. Now, for all intents and purposes, he's a great teammate. The people in the locker room love him, but he wasn't a great fit with this offense. He wasn't a fit for your quarterback. He also wasn't a fit for Kevin Stefanski, who's the head coach and probably, you know, the de facto offensive coordinator as well. They call plays better. They scheme better when they're not trying to get the ball to a premier talent. And now that's a crazy thing to think, right? Because you never say, man, you know what? When that Devontae Adams isn't there, boy, we love the way Green Bay schemes. Or when DeAndre Hopkins is, you know, we were not used to saying that. Mm-hmm. But we've, we've said that about Cleveland. Baker Mayfield looked more decisive. Baker Mayfield looked more confident. Baker Mayfield, to me, felt like I'm the alpha male now, right? When we're 13s on the field, you sometimes yeah. know that all the attention is on him. Without 13, it's all on six. And whether he's handing it off, whether he's throwing the ball down the football field, they know it's going to be on him. More importantly, he knows it's going to be on him. And for some reason, when Baker Mayfield is truly doubted, he plays extremely well. And we saw him play well yesterday. What do you think, Rex? Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, look, Baker's not the quarterback that Odell needs. Odell right. needs a guy that knows how to get a receiver open. Yeah. Like, in, in my opinion, Phillip Rivers was, was great at that stuff. You, you look at... You know, um, who's, Eli, who's a good DeAndre guy now? Hopkins, Eli was good with it. All these like Tom Brady knows how to do it. Yeah, who does he need to go play for now? He's he's going to get waived today. Yes, he's going to clear waivers. We think. And then he's going to be able to choose a team. Where should he go? I want him to go to Detroit, but that's not going to happen. That's because my kid's there. But, uh-huh. <laughs> but I, what? this is going to sound crazy because everybody thinks New England's a perfect fit. It is. Okay. But I'm going to tell you, I think he should come back here to the Big Apple and play wow. for the Giants. Giants. Yes, because look, he was devastated when they made that trade. He was devastated. I don't care how he comes off. He was devastated. Mm. And now to come back here and finish what you started – here with Big Blue, I think makes sense. Well, well they can use him because you look at it. Kenny Galladay hasn't been the free. Oh, he to never pick up they want. He's Sterling, always hurt. Yeah, Sterling Shepard is hurt now as well. Evan Ingram's not necessarily having the year you want. But for me, uh, New England's been a name that's been rumored, especially since Nico comes on the show uh, Friday morning and says that. But when yeah. you look at what New England is as a team, isn't that what they're missing? That one explosive piece? And he wants to be on a playoff contender. Obviously, the New Orleans Saints were a team that were interested. But do you want to go play with Trevor Simeon? Do you want to go play with Taysom Hill? If you're trying to show the world, again, that you're elite. And the Los Angeles Rams, the issue with the Los Angeles Rams is this wide receiver by committee. And even with that, Cooper Cup is a guy with 1,000 yards and 10 yeah. receiving touchdowns already to tie only Jerry Rice, who's done that through the first nine games. And so this is a really difficult thing for Odell. Here's what I say prioritize Odell Mm -hmm. is it be a star is it make it to the playoffs is it be the number one wide receiver and look at your priorities and say what the best place is for you to me the New England Patriots would be that place before the Las Vegas Raiders picked up picked up Deshaun Watson I thought he'd be there let me get one more quickly in here Um, and the Green Bay Kansas City game uh, I think it was Dan who said I would emerge feeling better if I were the Packers than I would the Chiefs even though that's very quickly 
what the heck has happened to Patrick Mahomes? You know what? I have no idea. You know, we, we've never seen a player start a career like Patrick Holmes, but like Patrick Mahomes, we've also never seen an MVP player take the dip that he's taken so quickly. Mm-hmm. This is almost like when guys age out, right? We usually see this when a dude hits like 38. Now all of a sudden he can't do it. Patrick Mahomes is still probably before the prime of his career. They're making Patrick Mahomes be patient. They're making Patrick Mahomes be boring. Patrick Mahomes is having less fun playing football because they're making him make decisions once he gets the ball in his hand. They're making him read a defense as the play goes along, and he's getting rushed. He's indecisive. He's inaccurate. And in being those things, I think it takes a toll on this team because now he's looking for the big play. But Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy, you have to help Patrick Mahomes. Mm -hmm. If teams dare you to run, run the football. If the check down is open, tell him when he gets to the sideline. Patrick Mahomes, Patrick, take the check down. Hmm. It's there. And they aren't doing those things. Rex, yeah, no, talk. absolutely. You're right. The other thing is, too, this guy was injured. And I thought it was laughable when everybody said, this guy's going to end up being the greatest of all time. I'm like, what? The, the greatest of all time has played for 25 years. Yeah, right. Right. Like yeah. durability is a huge thing. We've already seen him start going down off one injury. Mm-hmm. So I think that's part of it. The other thing that – that it, it is amazing to me is Travis Kelsey's the best tight end in football. He's getting absolutely strapped. At he the gets strapped. He is. And, and to me, that's an issue. I, I, he I looks see. a step off, though, Rex. Like He looks but, like he's lost a step in some type of way yeah. to not be able to create but that that's separation. That's what happens. You know, as we know, man, you, you don't stay the same. And, right. and just it, the wear and tear is getting to these guys. And I don't think – I don't see any rhythm here. You know, Andy Reid, you talked about Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy. I don't know what that dynamic is right now, but it looks like a completely different offense. I, I wish I had five hours with you guys on these Mondays. It's so good. Thank you for hanging out. I Thank really you, my appreciate guy. it. Ryan Clark, Rex Ryan, awesome to see both of you guys. Straight Talk Wireless has rolled out 5G coverage nationwide. You can get a Gam- uh, Samsung Galaxy A32 5G for only $299. No contract. All on America's best networks. Straight Talk Wireless, 5G-capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. Coming up next, my takes, which will include who really deserves the blame in the OBJ mess. That's next. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Greenies Takes. All right, here we go, Mr. Bubba. Give me a little music, and I will give you my five biggest takeaways from a very strange Sunday 
in the National Football League. Number five. The Browns and Baker Mayfield are way better without Odell Beckham. Now, you can illustrate that by pointing out that they went 14 and 15 in games that he played with them and are now 9 and 5 without him. But I wouldn't even need that. You just see it. And I think that there is a lot of reason for it. But the primary reason is, and I think we all know people like this, some people just fill up the room. Like Odell Beckham, apparently his teammates love him. I don't know him. I've, I've, I've maybe shaken his hand once in my life. I don't claim to know Odell Beckham at all. But what is clear is, as we all know, there are some people who just sort of take up a lot of space relative to their actual surface area. And he is obviously that guy. Part of that is reputation. I, I pointed out this morning on Get Up that I have never once counted Jarvis Landry's targets in a game for the Cleveland Browns or David Njoku's or Anthony Schwartz's or Donovan Peoples-Jones's or anyone else's. And we're all counting Odell's targets. But the primary reason we are is because we're all wondering, is he going to explode if the number doesn't go up? That impacted both Baker Mayfield and Kevin Stefanski. I don't know exactly what that says about them. Does it say that Baker Mayfield isn't confident enough in himself? Does it say that he just doesn't have the clout? Like, I think a guy like Aaron Rodgers, a guy like Tom Brady, going back over the course of time, guys like John Elway, and you know who I'm talking about. If any wide receiver is ever complaining about anything, we'll look at them and say, shut up. I'll get you the ball when I get you the ball. In the meantime, block for somebody. Like, I don't think Baker Mayfield can do that. And I think this was an impact. I think... Whether he even realized it or not, he felt an internal pressure to make sure he involved OBJ in ways that probably were not to the benefit of the football team. And then Stefanski, I think, did the same. And at some point, it had to become obvious that they were better off not doing that. It was obvious to me all through last year, and that's why I was campaigning during the offseason for them to trade him. Which brings me to my next point. Number four. The real fault here lies with the Browns' front office. Why didn't they trade Odell Beckham for anything? Why did they have him around if it was obviously causing problems for the quarterback, even if that wasn't OBJ's fault? Who was it who said the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, hoping for a different result? Where would that quote come from? I mean, it was Einstein? I was about to say, I think it's I Einstein. Think so. Let me check. Let I'm me not check. sure, but whoever said it was right... <laughs> And they just kept banging their head against that wall and banging their head against that wall. And they should have traded him for anything they could get for him last week because they could have maintained some control over the situation. They've now lost that. They will waive him at 4 o'clock today. Tomorrow afternoon, God forbid, I think he signs with Green Bay. And I think it puts the Packers over the top. To me, that would be the single best spot for him. You put that guy on that team with Aaron Rodgers and you give them a couple of weeks and you got Devontae Adams and him. And the way that defense is playing right now, I think he could be. That, to me, feels like the spot. Was it Einstein, by the way? It was Einstein. Attaboy, Greeny. Number three. And Hembo next. The moment was, no, no, I'm sorry, I skipped one. The Chiefs' offense is a disaster, and I cannot believe I'm saying this. But Patrick Mahomes is part of the problem right now, not the solution. You know, I thought Mahomes might have played the best game of his career in a loss. That was the Super Bowl last year. He had no chance We had a stat that he ran for almost 500 yards scrambling and avoiding sacks in that game. Five football fields worth of running for his life. 
And he made play after play in a game in which he had no chance because their offensive line was dominated. And so I thought to myself, Patrick Mahomes is Superman. What happened? What has happened to him? You watched that game yesterday, and I watched every snap of it in part because I had all kinds of travel delays that had me just unable to watch Red Zone at that point. So I was just watching one game. So I watched every snap of that one. And I know that Jordan Love was a big part of the story, and we'll get to him. But I think the bigger story here is the Chiefs' offense. It is not bailing them out. And I can't believe it. I don't know why. They should have improved that offensive line. I think it is the play calling and the decision making, and I think a lot of it is the quarterback. And I can't believe it because I was ready to crown Patrick Mahomes the best quarterback I'd ever seen. And right now, he is playing below average NFL football. Now, I'm not giving up on him by any means or anything, but you got to call it like you see it. Patrick Mahomes is playing badly right now. He's not just struggling a little. He's playing badly. And that is a big part of the reason why they look so bad. Number two. Number two is I did think the moment looked too big for Jordan Love yesterday. The guys that I did the show with this morning, Dan Orlovsky and others, did not agree with that. They thought he played okay. I did not. But I am not ready to criticize him on that front. I feel terrible for Jordan Love. (laughs) You know, I've often said that Patrick Mahomes was drafted into the perfect situation, the perfect coaching staff, the perfect guy to sit behind and play, unbelievable talent around him. Jordan Love might be starting his career in the most disadvantageous circumstances that I've ever seen. (laughs) To be drafted and for your draft, the, the, the selection of you, to have destroyed the relationship between Aaron freaking Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers, and then to sit and come in in during a a global pandemic, so you get no preseason, no work, no nothing. You sit the whole first year and you don't even touch the ball. And now your first start comes when Aaron Rodgers has tested positive, after which the world finds out that he's not vaccinated, after which he goes on McAfee on Friday and... However it is you felt about that, and we'll talk about it later, clearly becomes the number one talking point in the United States of America. And now you're Jordan Love, and you got to go out and play a football game at Arrowhead Stadium, which everyone says is the loudest and toughest place to play of any outdoor stadium in the NFL. So I don't blame the kid. That was an impossible circumstance. He looked about the way I expected him to look. Number one. And then finally, every good team is a bad day. To me, that's all yesterday was for the Cowboys. Almost every good team played bad yesterday. Dallas, Buffalo, the Rams, weirdest day that I can ever remember. So I am not striking a chord of enormous concern for the Cowboys off their loss yesterday. And those are my takes. But they segue perfectly into the assembled members of the hashtag crew giving theirs. And I will start what's on your mind here. With Bubba, what's on your mind? Brought to you by My Computer Career, training for a better life. And we've been waiting for it. Bubba, who has been wearing the Dak Prescott jersey 30 consecutive days because they hadn't lost a game. Let me see. For the first time, our cameras on ESPN Plus will take a shot of Bubba. And let's see what he's wearing today. Oh, he's just wearing a regular (laughs) shirt. And he has shaved. He is, by his standards, clean shaven. Yep. Which means he looks scruffy, but not fully bearded. He's wearing a dress shirt. So, Bubba, I will give you the floor first here amongst the hashtag crew. What is your takeaway from your beloved Cowboys laying an egg yesterday against Denver? 
Yeah, that was a rough one. I was really looking forward to day 31. I was pretty confident it was going to happen, as were most people, with them being 10-point favorites. Um, I kind of expected them to kind of just lose at some point, just to a, a, just to have a bad game at some point, but I just didn't think it would be this bad. That was the thing. I mean, I'm not concerned. I'm not worried. I, everyone's, oh, Dak is so bad. This is why you, give, you don't give him the contract. Look, everyone's going to have a bad game. It's a little weird that no one showed up to play except for Micah Parsons, but... Everyone was bad yesterday. Dak was bad. The coaching was bad. Everyone was bad. But not too worried about it. We'll get back on track next week against the Falcons. It was 30 great days of the jerseys. We'll get back on track, and Hembo loved it. All right, so I have a few questions for you. Yeah. The first of them is, how did you feel about Mike McCarthy leaving Dak Prescott on the field, down 30 to nothing, coming off a calf injury with six minutes left in the fourth quarter? Um, I, I wasn't – I didn't love it. Um. But I'm kind of, at this point, just used to Mike McCarthy doing things that make no sense. So, um, yeah, I wasn't shocked by it, I guess. I, I kind of see that more and more. I'm just kind of used to that. You don't see quarterbacks come out a lot. I'm So I, I wasn't surprised by it, no. Okay, fair enough. And then I guess my second question for you before I go on to the other members of the hashtag crew is if the Cowboys win next week against Atlanta, which I, I assume they'll be a – a significant favorite. Have we seen a line I'll on that yet? That is it about six points, seven one. points? Stand by. Five and a half, something like that. Will you go back to wearing the jersey? Will it start over again next week if the Cowboys win? Uh, you know, I mean, I, honestly, I even thought about wearing the jersey today just of showing support and being like, hey, it was a great one. But, you know, they were so bad, I just couldn't even justify uh-huh. that. So didn't want to do that. I don't think I can replicate it again. It was a one-time thing. I mean, I'll wear it, you know, Friday for sure. Mm-hmm. And then Monday once they win. But I don't think we can start another streak. That was its own thing. I don't want to try and duplicate it. But we'll keep with the Friday-Monday tradition as we go Hembo, forward. are you telling me it's a nine-and-a-half point spread? Dallas is a nine-and-a-half Where point spread. Where is that game? The game's in, in Dallas. It's in Dallas again. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nine-and-a-half. That feels, that feels I mean, there were, heavy to There me. were ten to Denver, and yeah. it's got basically shut out. And so. Atlanta just won yesterday. Atlanta's uh, – they're kind of in it right yeah, now. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. That's, All right, yeah, the Falcons are four-and-four. Four. They're mm. at Dallas, and – all right, we hear they're a nine-and-a-half-point favorite. Okay, uh, the next member of the hashtag crew is Nuno. Now, usually Nuno is, um, well, aggravated, bordering on um, just impossible. But today, after your beloved Giants go out there, and I got people tweeting me, Greeny, don't overlook the Giants for making a second-half run and getting into playoff contention. How does Nuno Teixeira feel? Stop with that nonsense. I would. My only question is... What does Jason Garrett do after the first series where they look so good? It's like he throws away his script because he feels like he's earned his paycheck for the week. They look so great then. And then the rest of the game, they forget about Kandarius Tony. They, you know, they forget that they, they spent all this money on Kenny Galladay. And it's just run up the middle, run up the middle. Um, and I just can't. It doesn't like yesterday's win was in spite of their coaches, not because of their coaches. Listen to how upset Nuno sounds. Your team kept its 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 uh, faint hopes alive with a stunning win. What was the line in that game, Hembo? How many points were the Raiders favored? It had to be a touchdown. Yeah, right? for anyone listening who didn't know, they would have thought the Giants yes, lost. The Giants the game. won. They by the won way. the game. They and this beat. Is how the, he is. They beat a, a Raiders team that was in first place in the AFC West. Give me a second. Yeah, <laughs> was a three. Uh, the Raiders were favored by three. My team didn't even show they were up. Only for the favored game. by three. Yes. 
Jeez, I would have lost my house on that game. I would have bet the Raiders and given the points. Yeah. Smelly uh-huh. line. Hembo always tells me it's a smelly line. Never trust it. So, so you do not believe, despite the fact that you were right there with Kansas City on Monday night and that you should have beaten Washington week two and some of the other moments and you're coming on and they came on last year and the defense looks good. You do not believe the Giants play their way into playoff contention this year, Nuno? No, they play Tampa Bay after their bye on a Monday night. That is going to be a complete and utter disaster. Joe Judge will have them ready. Uh, Stop with this. Just clean house. Everything needs to change. Okay, fair enough. That's what it is, is that Nuno is afraid that they will win just enough games that they will not make the wholesale Uh. changes that he is hoping for. But again, at three and six, you're not. There's an additional game this year. You're not hopelessly out of it, especially coming off a win. All right, one more a member of the hashtag crew, Hembo. You are a uh, an Eagles fan, but I'll let you go in any direction you want. What is your primary takeaway from yesterday, Greeny? I have to apologize to you because all summer long you told me that you thought the Tennessee Titans, because of their division, could be the number one seed in the AFC. And right. I thought you were crazy. Well. The Titans right now are the number one seed in the AFC. They're 7-2, and two, having played the most difficult schedule in the NFL. And the rest of the way, they own the easiest remaining schedule in the NFL. So you definitely may have been right about that. That's, I love that, that. I love it anytime anyone acknowledges being wrong when I was right. Uh, here's what I will say. If they still had Derrick Henry, I would feel a lot better about mm. it. Now, they did rise up and play a good game yesterday with Adrian Peterson. They didn't have a lot of offense. They didn't actually run it very much or throw it very mm-hmm. much. They got a defensive touchdown. They had another uh, interception that set them up like inside the five-yard line. So their defense is getting better. Do you realize one of their two losses is to the Jets? <laughs> they lost to the Jets. They're 7-2, and two, and one of their losses is to the Jets. The other was week one mm-hmm. against Arizona, if I'm remembering that correctly. No, they look good. Uh, and it was a weird day yesterday. You know what? Let's pause on that thought. I have a million things left to get to. I am Greeny, and I am brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. Proud to serve members of the Armed Forces, DOD, veterans, and their families. Our members are the mission. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. Um, we've got a fascinating statistic that will show you just how ridiculous yesterday was in the NFL. And I will break down the most bizarre phenomenon in all of sports right this minute. That is next I am Greeny, and this is ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. 
A couple of interesting questions have arisen here before we get back to uh, the other matters at hand. This is Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Small business protection for more than vehicles with insurance expertise to keep your company moving forward. More at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Plenty of time for your calls in our next hour. The traditional hot takes coming from you uh, on these Mondays. But we were talking a moment ago about the Giants and the, the question comes up. When a team shows up and plays hard every single week, how much of the credit for that do you give to the coach? It's actually an interesting question mm-hmm. because when teams look disorganized and sloppy, and well, because at the same time, the other thing you give teams credit or uh, coaches credit for is when the team looks buttoned up. Not a lot of penalties, not a lot of mistakes. The Giants aren't that, right? <laughs> They've committed a lot of crippling penalties and they make a lot of mistakes. The quarterback mm-hmm. continues sometimes to turn the ball over. It's not as bad as it used to be. But I, I think I do give some credit to the coach. And Nuno, I'll just say this, because I pulled up their schedule. Now, this is a 17-game season, so there's more time to make up for a bad start. And there are seven teams at each conference that are going to make the playoffs. So the Giants have a bye. Then they're at Tampa. So you just say win or loss, all right? Just say at Tampa. <laughs> loss. Home Eagles. Win. At Dolphins. Win. At Chargers. Loss. Home Cowboys. Oh, that's a win. At Eagles. Win. At Bears. Win. At wa- home Washington. All right. See, uh, win, right? Oh, I, I can. You can get to. But this is what I'm saying. You can get to a place where I can see like nine and eight happening here, and you you could be playing meaningful games at Christmas. You could be. Okay, but then my worry as a fan is that. You'll win a couple of these games because five of those games feel like pick 'em games, right? Um, and that it fools you into thinking this ship has been righted. And then you're back at this with Jason Garrett being your offensive coordinator next hmm. year and just the mess that you're in. Well, and the insanity that was yesterday, and bearing in mind that there were now 17 games, almost every team is still in it. I mean, that is the point. Mm-hmm. There are very few teams. Let me go back to that. Hold on a second. I'm, I'm, I'm navigating. Uh, through the stuff here. Let me just go back to the standings. How many teams at this point are thoroughly out of it? I'll say a team, Hembo. Okay. Let me get Bubba in here. I haven't had a lot of Bubba today. Mm. Bubba, I'll say a team. Are they thoroughly out of it? Jets. Yes. That's one. Dolphins. Yes. That's two. Uh, No one in that division. Uh, Jaguars. Yes. Yes, I agree. Uh, Texans. Yes. Okay, that's four. Nobody in the West. Washington. Yes. That's five. Giants? Nope. Okay, very good. That's correct. Um, Eagles? I'm going to say no. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure I agree with that one. They're both three and six. The I and understand that, three but six. three and six comes in a lot of different sizes, shapes, and colors. Okay. I am not a big fan. I think the Giants have a better chance of getting back in this than the Eagles do. Sure. You're an Eagle fan. Hembo, agree or disagree? I disagree. The Eagles have an easier schedule. The, uh, Jalen Hurts has played well lately, and they, they, they played a coin flip game with a really good Chargers team yesterday. Lions are 0-8. Are they out of it? Dan <laughs> 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 uh, Campbell. All right, uh, they're out. Okay, Bears 3-5 and five playing Pittsburgh tonight. Out of it? They're out. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Vikings 3-5 and five coming off a... a no team loses more <laughs> yeah. ridiculous games yeah. they're, than they they're, do. They're done. Get them out of no here. No team. Wait a minute. Can I say something about the Minnesota Vikings? The Minnesota Vikings are 3-5 and five on the season. They have a positive points differential. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they have scored more points. I, I, I mean, I haven't looked at this to see it because I'm just noticing it here. I bet you they're the only losing team in the NFL that can say that. 
They have a positive point differential despite the fact that they um, are a losing team. Anyway, I, I don't want to get sidetracked into this. The point of it is almost no one is out of it. And yesterday was a crazy day in Hembo. Has a great stat to explain just how crazy yesterday was. Greeny, underdogs went 7-6 and six straight up yesterday after um, also posting a winning record last week. So, if Chicago upsets the Steelers tonight on Monday Night Football, it will be just the second time in the Super Bowl era that underdogs had a winning record in back-to-back weeks. In other words, they're building new casinos in Vegas. This yeah, so the underdogs once were 7-6 and six straight up last week. And they're eight and seven, so that's fifteen and thirteen right now. <laughs> so they will be in a cons- whatever happens tonight with the Bears. Mm-hmm. They will be at least one game over five hundred, just on the money line. <laughs> yeah. If you just had taken the, the bet the money line mm-hmm. on every underdog mm-hmm. two weeks, you're guaranteed to have had a that's winning record. Absurd. It never happens. Never. I and mean, let the record show it never happens. Mm-hmm. Let the record also show that in the AFC right now, the number one team is the Titans. The number 11 team is the Broncos, 11. The distance between those two teams is two games. <laughs> the, the, the path from the number one seed to the number 11 seed right now in the AFC is the difference between seven and two and five and four. So when they say anything can happen, in this case, anything literally can happen. In the meantime, I assume you've seen this. But I did mention the most bizarre phenomenon in the entire NFL right now. And I say I assume you've seen it because I thought it was so clever. And yesterday on the flight home, my wife says to me, Michael, have you seen this about the Manning cast and the curse of the Manning cast? <laughs> so she's come across it. So obviously it's, <laughs> this is not going to become as stunning news to most of you. But everyone who goes on with Peyton and Eli, who is an active player, loses. Everyone. Travis Kelsey went on week one, lost week two. Russell Wilson went on week one, lost week two. Gronk went on, lost. Stafford went on, lost. Brady went on, lost. Yesterday, Josh Allen. Josh Allen. We were having conversations about the Bills against the field in the AFC. (laughs) He goes on Peyton and Eli, and they lose 9-6 to Jacksonville. So we knew Peyton and Eli were powerful people, but this is getting ridiculous. So the first five, you could all talk yourself into that being a football thing. Yeah. Not the Josh Allen one. The Josh Allen one is sort of a nail in the coffin that those guys have a lot of power. Like that is, that is the, likely, the unlikeliest result of the NFL season this year, for sure. And there's no way Buffalo loses that game if he doesn't go on with those guys. I, I will take it a step farther. <laughs> I play DraftKings every week. I've told you that many times. The reason I did not take Josh Allen this week, God's honest truth, I said this to Stevie. They're going to be up 31-0 at the quarter, and they're going to take him out. And and if those touchdowns are rushing touchdowns, then he's not going to get the points for the money. That, they didn't score a touchdown in the game. <laughs> you didn't start Josh Allen because you thought they'd pull him early. Yes. I, 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 thought, I thought he wouldn't get enough points because they would win the game so easily. They lost outright. Your calls, your hot takes in our next hour. Stay close. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.